It's that crime of the month with Nicola Graham and Christiana Brockbank. In this episode, we'll be diving into a story on a subject that's pretty bloody taboo, happens on the regular, and generally affects women way more than men. Yep, it's true crime. So I've got a poorly hand. Oh no. So poorly sounds like it's like coughing mucus or something. I'm knitting a blanket. That started when I got dumped. Oh. And um, it's my recovery blanket. Is it weighted? <laughs> it's not weighted. I might sew... Oh, God, I can't do more sewing. I might sew some weights into it. But no, I bought it at the beginning of lockdown and I just didn't know... I, I bought it thinking, how hard can knitting be? <laughs> Famous last words. Actually, it's fucking solid. So I kept trying to start it and I was sending pictures to my mum and like FaceTiming her and she was like, oh, I don't know, I can't really tell. So when um, I went home after we broke up, I took the like needles with me and then like five balls of yarn. Bearing in mind, I got mind, I got eight balls of yarn and I've still got three left to knit. I think that that was a bit overzealous. I only went home for a week and I thought I was going to get through five balls of yarn. So my mum set me off on it and I've been doing it sort of ever since. But it's a massive blanket, like it's really, really big. And I'm, I, like I say, I've got like three balls left to knit, but it's it's huge and I'm going to cover it. I've got like a little pink cuddle chair and I'm going to cover it with that. But this blanket, it's got like drop stitches. It's got bits where it doesn't look the same because I got mixed up with what like actual like knit I should have been doing, whether it was a knit and pearl. People don't know what I'm talking about. It's gibberish. It was to me. But I also made a little jumper for... I've got a teddy bear that I've had since I was born, and I've made him a little jumper. Oh, wow. I know. So I had a break in the blanket knitting because it was just getting too much, just mentally too much, my recovery blanket. So I made this little jumper. So I'm back on the blanket now. But past few days, I've been getting an ache in my hand. Googled it. It's basically, it's repetitive strain injury in my hand from knitting. Not masturbating, guys. Knitting. Maybe a combination of the two. <laughs> I don't know. Can you believe that? And it's like so sore. I have to put ibuprofen cream and deep heat on it. Mm, I've had that before as well. Like, just like typing. Um, I get it sometimes. It's bad, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's awful. I like walk around, like holding my hand like a little old lady that's been mugged. I know, you're going to get Mary Berry hands. Oh, what, like shaking? Oh no, have you not seen Mary Berry's hands? She's got arthritis. Yeah, I mean, it's cruel to say. How does she How does she bake? This is the thing, it's actually amazing to watch her bake, like the things that she does. I'm googling, I'm googling. Oh no, there's something wrong with her. Oh, well don't make me feel bad. <laughs> she had polio when she was 13, Chris. Why do you always, it's always you that says these things. Like the farting man, no, the burping man. I know, I'm really sorry. No, I feel like I really love Mary Berry and I don't mean it in a mean way because I do, I do worry that I'm going to have something like that in my old age. But I don't know if that is related to polio. Like, and I do vaguely remember that she's had polio, but I think that that is just arthritis. So basically it says, at the age of 13, Berry contracted polio and had to spend three months in hospital. This resulted in her having a twisted spine, a weaker left hand and a thinner left arm. Oh, so maybe it is related. Maybe I'm talking bollocks. Again, though, I feel like, how does Mary Berry get a husband? I can't get one, and I've got fine arms and hands. <laughs> this is getting... Uh, I might need to edit this out as well. <laughs> why does disabled people find love? Like, why? How can they? The worst thing about that is, obviously, it's because of my personality, not, <laughs> not about my physicality. <laughs> 
We've learned something. Okay, let's continue before I end up throwing myself out the window. <laughs> I'm watching it. There's a picture. There's a picture of her pouring on. I think this morning. Wow, it's amazing. I never knew. I never how see. The, I'm so disabled, blind. Just don't see it. I'm just so upset, accepting of the, everybody. At, you know, colour, creed, disability, religion. Don't even notice it. You on the other hand. <laughs> I know. I don't. Oh, well, that's just a whole chunk. I'll let it out. Have you watched any good TV lately? I've watched any good TV recently. Or bad TV. I've started watching the the the. Have you seen that the new series of Unsolved Mysteries is out? Yes. So I've watched the first two episodes of that. I do miss what was his name? Robert Stack. Yeah, Robert Stack. Robert Stack. I miss that. I missed how he was in his little trench coat. Uh, probably Burberry or something because he was classy man and he'd just like be in the dark creepy and he'd like with hands in his pockets and he'd be like like on the 31st of December in 1962 someone was had their innards pulled out or something like that and was found on this stretch of road um, and it was great like proper built up that suspense whereas no one does that now and I, mi- I really miss that I miss having a central unifying presenter yeah and it's a bit too classy now as well isn't it because it is like that netflix like tracking not tracking what is it called um with the drone shots and all that glossiness they used to do about like fucking crazy little monsters and things like ufos and supernatural don't didn't they yeah i mean they did do one in the first season didn't they but and like there's a paranormal one i think to do with the japanese tsunami that's going to come up later on in the series i've not watched that one yet no, I've only watched those two. But yeah, like I love the titles as well. You know, like the proper eighties, like where it like comes up and it turn like the titles turn. Fun fact: when I go to Christiana's, that's what we do. We literally just watch most haunted on YouTube, <laughs> funny most haunted clips on YouTube, and then old unsolved mysteries. Oh, it's been such a long time. <laughs> and we get really scared, and and Luke entertains it for about an hour, and then says he's going to bed. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I just hit my head on the wall because <laughs> it's just so accurate. He, re- he literally oh thinks, what, "What are these people?" Yeah, I'd rather be unconscious than watch this. I'd, ra- I'd rather lie in the dark on my own, co- contemplating life, than listening to this nonsense. Oh, but it's good though. Yeah, because you can watch all the old Unsolved Mysteries on Amazon Prime, can't you? Because that's where we watch them. And then YouTube's some Most Haunted. I actually thought about going back to that. I might do as well, once I finish these. Because, yeah, it's just too glossy. But they are re- I find them scarier, the old ones. I don't know why. They are scarier. Because I think we're so used to that, like, format now of, like, the Netflix true crime documentary that they're all quite interchangeable in a way like and maybe it's like i don't know the ones that they're almost i was gonna say they're almost more like mysteries (laughs) (laughs) that are unsolved (laughs) the program's called unsolved mysteries no but the other ones were like they're maybe not as gruesome or like scary the ones that netflix is doing whereas i find it's more like oh so like the say for example the first episode in the second series is this man and he's like an army vet and he sort of works for some companies that potentially like are a bit shady and or has ties to like the government and stuff but he's got bipolar disorder and actually a lot of his behavior leading up to his death is definitely could definitely be put down yeah to bipolar disorder that you know everyone's like oh it's, it's not like him well that's bipolar disorder you know what i mean so 
it it just feels like there's a potential solution to them. Whereas some of those unsolved mysteries, it was like someone being horribly hacked to death and stuff. And you knew, and then it was like serial. You knew that. And the thing is, as well, like you'd have to do a little bit of research because like these are obviously new, fresh ones, so they've not been solved. Whereas the ones you watched like in the fucking eighties, nineties, potentially they have been solved or. They still haven't, and it's like terrifying. Yeah, because it's so exciting when you get that bit at the end where it's like update, and then yeah. it's like <laughs> this person was arrested or found, and yeah. Do you remember the one that we watched? I think we watched it together. The one about the boys on the train tracks. Oh, where he? Yes, did was did he not have a top on or something, or his top was found off or something like that? Yeah, something really weird. That was really unsettling. Yeah, shit's good. Yeah, they're really good. I mean, like not good, but they're really interesting to watch so that's my recommendation but yeah no so i have what so i've watched i think i've just i think i've just finished the second one um i've watched most of them is there any standouts uh, well apparently the tsunami one is good but i've not watched it yet because it's the one that the one and only episode that luke might actually watch with me because he likes like paranormal stuff as well if you're gonna say tsunamis <laughs> <laughs> yeah he loves um just natural disasters whenever i think of tsunamis i think of working in river island on boxing day oh god because that's when that the big that big scene the boxing day oh i thought you were just saying it's like a tsunami <laughs> well it also was it was figuratively like a tsunami but also literally there was a tsunami is that thailand yeah thailand i think it was that's the one that they film impossible the impossible is is that what that is? I don't know what you're talking about. Is that Phil? You know the Hugh McGregor one? Oh, I don't really like him. I no would act- I actively avoid things, so that's probably why I've not seen it. I don't know why I don't like him. I think it's a real tearjerker. Like, it's quite traumatic to watch. I've never seen it. Oh, I avoid things like that. It's like, I can barely watch... What's that one with... Oh, Castaway. Fucking Wilson. Every time, every time you saw Shy Wilson and he's blowing <laughs> away, I just get really upset. <laughs> you avoid anything traumatic apart from... True crime and serial killers. I just, I imagine I, I, I can completely relate to Tom Hanks in that scenario. I would make friend, like make a little something, and it, that I know that that would happen to me. That it would float away every day when I leave for work. I leave my teddy on my bed, and I think, what if the house sets on fire? But I just don't think I can take it to work. I don't know if that's overstepping some sort of boundary. Because do they check your bag as well? <laughs> Sometimes they do. If they're just sometimes, can you imagine? <laughs> oh my fucking god! They were like, oh. I'm like, I knitted that jumper. Jesus, I just can't, I can't. I'm trying to find someone today at work, for fuck's sake. I can't take a teddy. Or maybe I can. I don't know. I'm just, but yeah, every day I leave and I think, I literally do. That's not even an exaggeration. I literally leave and think. Like, if I go home for a long period of time, I take my teddy. Wow. Is this attractive? There's got to be someone out there that thinks it's attractive, I'm sure. I mean, they could also be some sort of (laughs) serial killer. But yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I always think it's like all my with my plant stuff, my plant growing. Surely it shows that I'm You're just a caring person. And that I can keep something alive. Yeah. How do you do with plants, Chris? <laughs> I don't know, like I would quite like to be quite good at growing stuff, but You're great. You fucking you're great at vegetables. I've eaten uh, everybody, like meals that have vegetables in them that Cristiano has grown with her own fair hands. Yeah, but then I get to a point and then I just give up, like, oh, their garden's a mess now. And indoor plants I'm not good with. Outdoor plants are better. Well, I'd grow tomatoes. I'd grow loads of tomatoes and I got, like, four. I think I grew them probably a couple of weeks too late, maybe a month too late. So I only got, like, four ripe ones. And then when Max and I were living together, he said, like, something like, 
I picked was picking like t- two ripe ones and I went, oh, they're ripe. And he was like, oh, have you had one yet or something? And I was like, yeah, it was like really tasty. It t- tasted like, I don't know if anyone knows this, but if you touch like a tomato leaf, it's got a really distinctive smell and it's apparently to put off bugs and stuff. Uh, but it's re- And I said, oh, it just tasted like that smell of them. And he was like, oh, I'm surprised it doesn't taste of like pesticide, <laughs> the amount you sprayed them. And I was like, you know, it's like a shitty little dig. And I was like, I was going to leave the tomato plants there. And I thought, oh, you know what? Fuck you. So I cut them all down and put them in bin bags before I left. Nice. Because you know what? I'm a pale little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I just thought I'd rather kill them myself and put them in a bin bag than have them sat there like, yay, this man's going to take care of us. And then... Be let down. What I'm essentially saying is that if I had a baby and my husband left me, I'd kill it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not saying that. I really hope this isn't ever used as evidence in the future. (laughs) I feel feel like this episode is just going to start straight in because everything we said has to be edited out. I know, it is. It's just going to be like, hello, and then straight in. Like, yeah, let's move on. No, you can keep anything in. As long as I don't sound bitter. I never. I don't want to sound bitter. No, you don't. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> we should probably crack on because it's actually quite a lengthy one, this one. Yeah, it is. And I was researching it and it's one of the only ones, I think, that we've done where there's like, no, like... This person was born this day, this year, this day, and this is their childhood. Because I guess it's not relevant, really, to the story. And it's not, it's not like really such a well-known story as well, where there's like documentaries about it. And even, I guess, in comparison to a lot of the other stories that we've done, it's not... Notorious? Well, it's just like the, the outcomes are not like as devastating as some of the other cases where people, you know, are losing their lives or being, you know really badly assaulted so i guess we could start at the beginning of the story where where we come in is actually when i guess the the main character the protagonist she's um 22 michelle hadley had only been in one relationship and this was with her high school sweetheart who she married when she was 22 four years later in 2013 not long after her divorce she met Ian Diaz on a dating site. Not related to Cameron. Maybe he is, actually. I can't clarify that. I just said it. It's not actually a fact. Hadley was 26 and Ian Diaz was a 35-year-old US Marshal. I didn't really know what a US Marshal was, so I looked it up because like, it's not a police officer. Apparently, it's something to do with the courts and people that look after, you know, like ferry inmates and witnesses from the courthouse, like, they do that kind of thing. Okay. So they are part of the legal system, they're part of, like, the the law, but they're not, like, a proper police officer. Oh. Like, a, just a gen- everyday general police officer that can... There's a bit of film, film... I feel like there's a film to do with US Marshals. Oh, maybe. Oh my god, there's a film called US Marshals. Oh. I feel like it's got Tommy Lee Jones in it. No chat. Have you seen The Fugitive? Oh, yeah, with Harrison Ford. Yeah. I think it's the same. The character that Tommy Lee Jones plays in The Fugitive, he plays in US Marshals. Yeah, because I think as well, like, they can arrest people if they're, like, caught, you know, when they should be arrested or whatever. Yeah. Tommy Lee Jones plays United States Deputy Marshal Sam Gerrard. They pursue another fugitive. Oh, so they just, like, chase after people that have left prison and then escort them. It's not that exciting. Yeah. They're the different roles. So Hadley found Ian to be sweet. He was a hard worker who lived with his mum. Red flag! I know. (laughs) That is such a red flag. He's probably got bodies in the basement. At 35, living with your mum. Like, I don't want to shame anyone, but 
Like, move out, get your own space. It's Yeah, it's a bit... I don't know. I mean, it's not necessary. I can understand maybe it was necessary if, like, I don't know, like, you lived in London or something, you know, like or New York. Or, like, you just been divorced so you would you know for that there's no reason whatsoever why this man is living with his mum apart from the fact that he is making skin clothes from corpses oh it's not one of those stories but it could have it could have been (laughs) if one one decision had been changed it could have easily gone on that path (laughs) yeah like if you if you're working in a good job which presumably a u.s marshal has a fairly good wage like you could afford to pay rent but anyway. No judgment here. <laughs> no no judgment, obviously. She felt flattered when Diaz said, I love you on their second date. Red flag too. I was just going to say another red flag. <laughs> I mean, I'd love it if someone did that to me, but I would be like, ugh. Yeah, like, chill your beans. Yeah. It didn't seem weird to her. Because she's a maniac. Maybe because he was older and more experienced. Hadley thought he just knew what he wanted. While on a trip to New York in December 2014 for Michelle's 28th birthday, Ian asked Michelle for a hand in marriage and she said yes. In 2015, they decided to buy a home together, so he's finally moving out. I bet his mum was like, thank fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe she wasn't, maybe she was sad. No, she was like, oh my poor child. My little boy. It's growing up. (laughs) Yeah, he's nearly 40, love. Get a grip. I bet she was devastated because... As said in the last long podcast that we did, she was probably hoping he'd stay at home and dry clean the clothes. Yeah, probably. Be the devoted son. Yeah, Jimmy Savile, no. He's chosen a different path. Again, probably the wrong one, but let's continue. Yeah, so they bought a home together in Anaheim, California. Unfortunately, just two months after purchasing the condo together, Michelle and Ian broke up in August of that year. And you do wonder if that had something to do with him living at home with his mum. Yeah, I think that he did not know. I reckon, I presume he just did nothing and just was like, expect her to do things. And maybe did things like, I don't know, put things on top of the dishwasher and not put them actually in the fucking dishwasher, which is straight underneath. (laughs) Yeah. Why do men do that? Or like, you put it in the sink and you're like, oh, let me check up. Oh, oh no, there is nothing in the dishwasher. Another thing, what about beard hair as well? What do you mean? You know, when they shave over the sink oh. and the hair goes everywhere. Like, they try to clean it up, but they never get it all. I'm not sure that they even try and clean it up. <laughs> uh, the breakup was messy and co-owning the condo together made matters worse. The following month, in September 2015, the couple ended their financial contract together in November of that same year, it was agreed that Ian would be allowed to stay in the condo, but they had six months to obtain his own mortgage as the existing mortgage was in both his and Michelle's names. At this point, Michelle's ties to Ian were minimal and she attempted to move on with her life. So the crime. In February of 2016, bearing in mind the breakup was in September 2015, Ian Diaz married another woman by the name of Angela Connell. So that was just one month after meeting her online. Red flag. <laughs> Red flag. That seems very speedy. But you know, who's one? I'm not one. To, I was going to say I'm not one to judge. It literally never happened to me, so I can happily judge. Angela moved into Ian's condo. Why does this not happen to me? One month meets the one. Move into the. I mean, no one has a condo in London, but I guess it just means flat. Yeah, yeah. I had to look that up as well because that's like an American term that doesn't really exist here. Condominium. Yeah, it's to do with, so it's basically a flat, but like, it's to do with, I think it, you know, like, 
if you have a flat here, it's, no, it's to do with like the leasehold thing. So a condominium, you actually own own it. Whereas like a flat, I think it's like it's a freehold and leasehold community thing. Yeah, where everybody owns. Okay, I don't really understand. I mean, if you want to look it up, if you're interested, if that's your bag, <laughs> have a look. But maybe someone, if someone knows, they can write in. Yeah. <laughs> So May of 2016, Angela Connell, so who was now Angela Diaz, announced that she was pregnant and is expecting twins. But within two months of that announcement, so this was June the 1st, 2016, a police report was filed with Anaheim. Anaheim? Yeah. Anaheim. Yeah. There's a Disney World there, isn't there? Is there? That's the original Disney World. Is it better than the Florida one? I don't think so. I think it's the original. (laughs) Like, it's the first one that existed. I don't know, because I've not been to either, so... Oh, so it's like shit. It's probably like Pleasure Beach, Blackpool. No, no, I think it's good. I think it's thought to be good, but, like, it's just older. So within two months of that announcement, on June the 1st, 2016, a police report was filed with Anaheim Police Department. The report stated that Michelle Hadley, the ex-fiancé of Ian Diaz, had sent Diaz, so Angela Diaz, threatening emails. So we have some examples of these threatening emails. Why do they not text? I don't know, because it's 2016, isn't it? Yeah, WhatsApp. Yeah. I'd get a burner phone, like different burner phones. I'd buy them from Argos Cash. No one can trace me. And then, actually, would they be able to trace me back to CCTV? Maybe. Oh, maybe. So, anyway, but that's what I'd do, you know. On May 29th, I hope you are scared to death tomorrow. Be prepared. Don't sleep. We will steal your child, and we will watch as it dies. You are a piece of shit, and I hope to God you burn for what you've done to us. I feel like she obviously didn't know that she they were she was having twins because she put child singular, not plural. That last message as well was in cat all caps, as, which makes it worse, doesn't it? Oh, you're like you're caps. funny about your caps, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Because I just imagine it's someone shouting. Do you want me to shout it? No, because it's going to make the levels go. <laughs> I've got to edit it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're we'll bother. Yeah, and my neighbours might hear and think I'm some sort of psychopath. May thirty first. You deserve nothing but a life of lonely torture. I have ways to hurt you. There is no place you will be safe anymore. I mean, I would do better than this. June 1st. You might be beautiful. You might be the one he married. But you are still a sinner and must be punished. I will make sure you are reminded of your place. By force. June 2nd. I know you were leaving work. I watch as you walk. Let's play a game. Exclamation mark. So these emails carried on for weeks, um, all appearing to be sent from different email addresses belonging to Michelle Hadley. Some included photos of women beaten with black eyes or being groped by men in masks, or they were naked and being strangled, and also photos of aborted fetuses. At the same time, a Lilith Hadley went on Craigslist. So, Chris, Mm -hmm. Craigslist is like Gumtree, is it? Yeah, but it's a bit more... Uh, sinister like you can put all sorts of shit on there and like get away with it I think like, is it like the, the dark web of it's accessible to everybody I think so like it's just one of those things that always comes up it's like oh someone would put I don't know put on an advert sex workers sometimes use it to advertise do you remember I read that really good book Lost Girls oh yeah so Lost Girls is basically all about Craigslist oh see yeah that's how they use to so yeah but then there's an argument that that is actually can be sometimes safer because it's traceable but then it also means it can be also more dangerous because rather than being out on the street where people see you you, you're inviting men or women or whoever into your home yeah so anything could happen well that's it and really if they're using like i said before burner phones and things that can't be traced to an actual person in stuff it's pretty grim 
Yeah, a uh, uh, Lilith Hadley went on Craigslist looking for a rape fantasy partner, begging men to attack her while she was out walking her dog. The user provided Angela Diaz's address, but these ads and replies appeared to be written by Hadley. She sent photos of Angela and details about her daily routine, routine, telling some of the men that she wanted them to have forcible sexual intercourse with her, even if she screamed or resisted. Oh, that's awful. Men began showing up at Angela Diaz's condo. On the 24th of June, 2016, Angela Diaz called the police to report an attempted rape. Officers arrived to find visible redness on her neck and breasts and her shirt was ripped. She told police that she'd not, in fact, posted any of the messages on Craigslist. She told them they were actually posted by someone posing as her, her husband's ex-girlfriend, well, ex-fiance, Michelle Hadley. At the scene of the attempted rape, Ian Diaz said, is there any way we can get this girl in cuffs tonight? Like referring to Michelle Hadley. They complied and arrested Hadley at her new Ontario home. Yeah, Ontario. Ontario. Just watch check out the very next day Michelle Hadley was released on bail at that point Angela began making claims against again that Michelle was sending her more threatening emails after responding to a 911 call on July 13th 2016 during which a 17 year old male was found attempting to respond to one of the rape fantasy Craigslist ads (sighs) Hadley was then arrested the following day and charged with stalking attempted rape and parole violation and that's just like a few of the charges so at this point, her bail was set at a million dollars and she now faced life in prison. So before that, she'd been bailed. But because they'd set her bail so high, she couldn't. She had to stay in jail. Over the next few months, evidence was uncovered showing that the threatening emails Michelle had supposedly been sending had actually originated from the condo where Ian and Angela Diaz were residing. <sighs> the very condo that Michelle had previously owned. In addition, some of the emails had even originated from Angela's father's home in Arizona. Evidence also surfaced that Angela Diaz had 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 a checkered past herself that apparently involved check forgery, impersonating an attorney, forging doctor's notes, faking pregnancy and faking cervical cancer. This really reminds me a little bit of like the whole Dee Dee Blanchard thing, in a way. Yeah, it is. That twist of, like, someone appearing to be on the surface, like, the victim. Yeah. And then it actually coming out that, oh, like, actually she's the one that's doing all the stuff. She's manipulating the situation. Isn't it mad as well that people, I mean, I guess, I mean, yeah, you, if you meet someone, you don't say, like, oh, have you got a criminal record? Like, it's not a thing. But it's, like, mad that you don't know the people that you're, like, I don't know, like, dating really do you yeah that you could be engaged to someone and not know all this stuff's going on but then that's why you don't get engaged after one month (laughs) no or get married was it married yeah married oh jesus so on october the 4th 2016 hadley's attorney presented evidence to members of the orange county district attorney's office the investigators and also the two arresting officers three days later after presenting all this evidence that she was in fact innocent as she'd claimed to be, Michelle Hadley was released from jail after spending nearly three months incarcerated. I think it was 88 days, was it, specifically? Uh. I know, and apparently, like, she was accused of being, like, like, people were calling her, like, a sex offender, basically, because she was, like, basically, it's, like, harassment, it's that same, and then trying to get Angela Diaz raped. Well, if she'd been charged, she would have been put on the sex offenders, like, list, wouldn't she? Yeah. It's horrendous. Michelle Hadley was released and the Orange County District Attorney's Office called her an innocent victim of a diabolical scheme. Diaz, meanwhile, Angela Diaz, 
was arrested in her home state of Arizona and was accused of framing Hadley. IP address evidence indicated that she posted the Craigslist rape fantasy ads and also sent herself threatening email messages. As I said, she was also accused of the following crimes, faking, the preg- faking a pregnancy. So she wasn't actually pregnant with twins. She just faked that. Of having cervical cancer, forging doctor's notes, posing as an, as an attorney, and as two of her, ex- of her husband's ex-girlfriends, and forging checks. I didn't know that, like, faking a pregnancy is actually a crime. Like... That's with the towers, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oops. <laughs> I've got to check that out. I feel like... They probably have things for everything in California. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I suppose if you are like, it's defrauding someone as well, aren't you? If like they're, you know, acting a certain way towards you. Yeah. Or at least you certainly, like, I guess it, I'm guessing if she's making, I mean, how far did it go? Was she wearing like padding? I mean, she's fucking twins for God's sake. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, like you say, fraud, essentially. Or she's saying to police officers, I'm pregnant and all stuff like this, then you're falsifying statements, aren't you? you and things like that. Yeah, so it's like perjury. Funny you should say that because she then she faced felony charges of kidnapping, fraud, perjury, oh. false imprisonment by menace, amongst other things. <laughs> I think feel like that's enough. If convicted, the maximum time she could receive was twelve years and eight months in prison, with then an additional eleven years. That's quite a lot, isn't it? Yeah. The Orange County District Attorney Tony Rakakas. <laughs> what a great name, Rakakas held a news conference about the case saying that it's often said that true life is stranger than fiction. The facts of this case make that statement spot on. That's just like Dee Dee. Yeah, there was a, like, I was going to say there was like a quote that was almost exactly the same from the police that were dealing with that case. It's mad, isn't it? Imagine dealing with something like this where it's like, oh, this person has done all this and it's like, oh no, mad. Obviously, following the crime and the subsequent release of Irv Hadley, she submitted a federal lawsuit in 2017. It was a complaint that she filed in California State Court alleging that her ex-fiancé was so hell-bent on punishing her after their relationship dissolved that he plotted to frame her for stalking and threatening his new wife. Hadley believed that in arresting her, the Anaheim police ignored Diaz masterminding to protect their fellow lawmen, becoming a weapon in his torturous campaign. So yeah, basically she was saying, she was implying that it was actually Ian Diaz, not Angela, who was behind this whole thing because he was so bitter about everything that had gone on between them. It's horrendous, isn't it? I know, that is a bad breakup, for sure. Yeah. (sighs) Crikey. So on... Uh, 20th of December 2018, a nearly 80-page civil rights lawsuit was filed on Hadley's behalf by attorneys Maggie McLechie and Carrie Goldberg. Carrie Goldberg is best known for representing victims of revenge porn and other sex crimes, including a woman who accused Harvey Weinstein of sexual assault. One night in her downtown Brooklyn office, as Goldberg put finishing touches on Hadley's complaint, she turned to Hadley and said... You're telling the story now. You're deciding who's coming to court. Your frickin' terms. <laughs> They're gonna look like shit. Yeah. Badass! The lawsuit that was submitted goes into explicit detail about the alleged abuse to which Hadley says she was subjected to by Diaz during their tumultuous relationship. As we said at the beginning, the two had met uh, in 2013 on a dating site. Not oh, Again, dating sites as well cropping up. Didn't we have... Yep. 
Christian dating site. Oh yeah, Christian dating site. <laughs> As we said at the beginning, the two had met in 2013 on a dating site, not long after Hadley divorced her high school sweetheart following four years of marriage. Early on in the relationship, Hadley alleges that Diaz began to exhibit controlling behaviour. He pressured her to dress sexier by wearing crop tops and acrylic nails. I'd be out. No. I do, I do not wear a crop top well. Well, I just think that that is such a, like, that is not an attractive combination, like crop top and acrylic nail. That, that'll make you look really sexy. It obviously is for Ian. Also, the addition of uh, belly button piercing, which he also wanted uh, to do. Oh, I just think it's so strange. I'll just be like, no. Because considering this is 2013, like, we're not, you know, in Brit- the Britney days, like the... 90s when it was all like the big thing yeah 90s early noughties oh yeah slave for you stage yeah another thing that Hadley alleged was that Diaz had pressured her to leave her job for a marketing position which paid $20,000 less than the job that she had she said that the reason was because it was Diaz's favorite place Disneyland Resort in Anaheim oh I was gonna say I thought she was traveling to Florida Jesus no This is apparently where Diaz used to work and she believed that Diaz wanted her to work there so that his former colleagues could keep an eye on her. So basically spy on her while she was working. Jesus. She said she agreed to his demands because she wanted to make him happy and that she was afraid that if she didn't, he would leave her. Move on, girl. Yeah. (laughs) If anyone is trying to get you to do something and is like threatening, I'll leave you if you don't do that, that's... You leave. Let's be more specific. If anyone's trying to pressure you to work at Disneyland, leave. Yeah. (laughs) No one needs that negativity in their life. Unless you get a really good discount. (laughs) I couldn't do it. I'd love it in the sense of, like, I quite... Then again, some people, like, I know, love, love Disney. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't mind. Like, I really like Little Mermaid, but I probably only watched it, like, ten times in my life. But there are other people, like, I don't know, love it. I don't think I could be happy for that long on a shift no I can't imagine I never like I don't get the people that do actually go on holiday to Disney World and like spend two weeks in Disney World I've done it before but I reckon oh sorry <laughs> I, I mean I did it no I did it when I was a child which obviously is different but even then we went for like two weeks because obviously you're flying quite far but we didn't do every day in Disney no you'd, I think you'd kill yourself and it's like all the time it's like it's a small word going around on the speakers and it's like oh Jesus it's Almost like you've gone mad. Like, I think you go crazy. It's amazing that there's never been a mass shoot in there. I, I'm so surprised there hasn't. I guess maybe security must be, like, really hot. Oh, yeah. Probably. Not, like, hot as interactive. Well, maybe. Probably. <laughs> Everyone else is hot that works there, I think. You have to be a hot prince, Disney prince or princess. Unless you're ugly and they put you in one of the big suits, the goofy. <laughs> I'd probably be um, just backstage. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what they call it, like backstage, you're like, oh god, trash. I wonder if that was what the role was, like a, as she says it was marketing, but actually that meant like be, being dressed up as someone. Oh, can you imagine? I'd end up being like having to look after Walt Disney's cryo chamber or something, like sweeping around it. Well, that'd be cool. You'd have to have like special access. Like, that'd be amazing to see. What, his little moustached, moustached head through the glass? Yeah. Fun. <laughs> I'll apply. I'll apply for that in the US Marshals then. Jesus Christ. (laughs) 
You've persuaded me. In court, a detective testified that Diaz regularly spied on Hadley's computer and her online activity. Hadley also believed that Diaz was tracking her movements. Diaz would call her whenever she drove a few miles beyond the zone of her house job and the school where she was taking night classes so she could earn an MBA. Maybe he had that track my friends or whatever it's called on iphone oh yeah the iphone thing but then that's weird to be like as soon as you drive out of that area be like wait where are you like what are you doing you know what like i'm just not cut out to be a psychopath like i'm just I, you know what it is i'm too lazy like i've never been like a crazy ex who's like text and phoned an ex or anything i just haven't got the energy and can't be asked like i just think oh well whatever and it's like that if i had an ex that i didn't trust i'd be like oh crack on do what you like can't be asked. It's funny that he, like, they were obviously trying to, well, either Angela or Ian was trying to portray that Michelle was this controlling, like, overbearing and ob- obsessed, jilted lover, when actually it sounds like he was that. That's what he was doing. Well, exactly, like, twist the fact that because he was and was so good at it, that's how he could make, you know what I mean, make it look like it was her because he knew all the, like... He, he did it himself. Allegedly. Allegedly. Don't say was. Yeah, we don't know if he definitely was part of it, but like it's, you, could, you could see how she would think that. Yeah. Despite the alleged abuse, Hadley agreed to marry Diaz when he proposed to her in December 2014, as we mentioned. But following that, the controlling behaviour continued. Diaz had been pressuring Hadley for months to have sex with other men while he watched, which is very creepy. Red flag. Another red flag. <laughs> Unless it's consensual. I just don't, I don't understand, like, I don't know, maybe I'm too sheltered, but I just don't know why anyone would... What, don't understand that fetish? Yeah, like, why anyone would think that that is a, like, nice, I don't know, fun way to spend a weekend or whatever. I mean, I personally, again, I'm lazy, I just can't be bothered someone else coming in and then me having to, like... <laughs> yeah, you've got to cook. Got to shave. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean, it's like, oh. I thought I got out of that after the first six months of dating. Like, it's like, oh, now I've got to, like... And then it's that competitiveness. It's that, that, like, most women, I imagine, would be like, oh, if another person's coming into the bedroom, it a man, please? Yeah. Because you're not competing against anyone. It's like, come on. But if a guy's, like, probably would... I mean, I don't know, maybe like this, where it's like, yeah, a guy. But then if it was a woman, I'd be like, no. <laughs> I don't have to compare my thigh size to another woman or my tit size, thank you very much. Oh, no, I couldn't do it. Apparently, that's the thing. If you're a woman who is happy to be a part of threesomes, you're called a unicorn because it's so rare. Oh, I did not know that. Don't ask how I know that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> We've changed my Craigslist. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But no, I mean, I guess it's what you're into. There's people into. I mean, I guess it's like, it's kind of swingering in a sense. Yeah. I suppose if, yeah, if you're up for all that, that's... But I suppose if, if she's never expressed an interest... That's the thing, if he's like, look, this is my... It's like that thing, like, I always sort of say to, if I'm with a guy, like, we have, like, talk about sex and stuff, I'm like, look, if you've got a fetish, obviously, let's talk it through. If they want to shit on me, no. But if it's something like they want to piss on my toe, I could do that. Okay. Do you know what I mean? But, like, this, that's the thing, like, no, no shitting on me. This is like a Craigslist, <laughs> like, Craigslist advert. Like, these are my boundaries, this is what I'll accept. <laughs> Not gonna accept anyone shitting on me. I just, well, I just, I can't have anyone pooing on me. But I just think, I don't know, like you get in with someone, 
if you know if you want that relationship to last and all stuff like that then i think you should be respectful of each other's fetishes and things within reason (laughs) yeah i think like you should be able to talk them through even if it is like crazy weird to be like okay i'm probably not going to do that but like i am willing to have a conversation about (laughs) yeah or like i accept that or whatever and yeah just kind of talk these things through yeah so maybe he should have done that rather than pressurizing maybe would not have escalated to this point but anyway continue <laughs> oh no yeah we went off on a little jaunt there eventually she actually gave in to this request because he was so persistent and she gave in on valentine's day a little gift for him there romantic yeah, yeah. how many fetishes must get done on a valentine's day like i bet people just say it's like banging on birthdays christmas Valentine's Day, that's it. It's cheaper than like buying a box of chocolates or going out for a set menu though, isn't it? Oh yeah, or flowers. Oh god, I'm not going to get any flowers this year, that's depressing. I mean, I don't get any anyway, so... I mean, I suppose they die, but I like doing... It's just depressing Valentine's Day for single people, isn't it? Because you're made to feel like you should be doing something. And for married people. I think that it's a stupid day. It is really. I hate it. So she said he found someone on Craigslist. Yeah. Craigslist expert. Yeah, he found someone on Craigslist, which again is weird to be like, oh yeah, this is the person that I want to have sex with my fiancé. Right, I'm putting it out there now. If I was with someone and they wanted to do a threesome, if they said they found someone on Gumtree, I'd be like, (laughs) no. (laughs) I'd feel about free cycle. (laughs) Free cycle. (laughs) But is there any like, like platform where you'd be like oh yeah actually like facebook marketplace no i'm not doing any marketplace i'm not doing any fucking online i nearly i feel sick in my mouth i think it's the thought the thought of free cycle not free cycle in sense but just unbid someone that's like free no like there must be elite well, i suppose like dating apps where you're like you're subscribed oh in, in fairness when i was last on a dating app they like people would say like me and my girlfriend are looking for Ooh. on tinder yeah i wonder how much like response they get from that wow i don't know there's gotta be some people that are into that so i'd just be really worried that i'd respond and then i'd turn up and they'd be like no you're right <laughs> Get yourself on free cycle. <laughs> have a look at the picture and be like, false advertising. Or like the, the two guys from Catfish turn up. Oh, jeez. MTV's Catfish. Oh my God, that'd be mortifying. Yeah, I just won't put myself in that position. I was talking about Catfish the other day because it is such a good documentary, but they have forever soiled it with that shitty TV show. Because like the actual original documentary, the feature one that they did was so good. Yeah. Some of the original ones weren't even, or like the first series, it still tried to keep that, but I don't watch it now. Like, the the new ones. I don't even think that guy's on it, that Max or whatever he's called. Um, I used to love, yeah. The film was amazing. Was that, who was he pretending to be? Who were they pretending to be? Was it someone famous? No, no, it was just a, it was just a... Oh, no, was it just a woman? And that Nev, yeah, he's Nev. called Nev, isn't he? Nev Shulman. And his brother. Yeah. Yeah, now I'm thinking of one where it was something like, oh, it was Katy Perry. Someone thought that Katy Perry, like, I also feel like... Sometimes the people that are like, oh, because they were like, oh, I'm in a relationship with Katy Perry. And they were like, mm. are you? <laughs> Sorry, are you? are you? And he was like showing them all that thing and they're like, oh. like, and I think he actually spoke to Katy Perry. Because <gasps> obviously it's MTV show, so you can pretty much get access to any musical art, music artist. And she was like, oh. And I think she even like sent like some nice things to this person. Like, but she was like, no, I'm not. Well, don't encourage them. <laughs> They were like, yes, she truly was. See, I told you. They just, she just left me for Orlando Bloom. Oh. 
Yeah, it's not nice, is there, that kind of thing. I think that's part of the reason as well. You don't want to keep watching a TV program where people are constantly just getting manipulated by other people. Oh, I know. It puts me off dating as well because I think, fuck, it's just like... You just don't know. So it all went ahead. Hadley had sex with this man that Ian Diaz had found on at Craigslist and he actually filmed her and the man having sex. I wonder if that was a proper setup or like on his phone. No, I think it was. Well, I don't know. Yeah, maybe it was on his phone. I just assumed that there would be a tripod involved, but maybe not. Yeah, I always assume that was sex videos that it's a tripod. But who has a tripod and a camcorder now? I tell you, who has a tripod and a camcorder. <laughs> who? We do. Oh fuck shit! I thought you were going to say me and Luke. I was like, don't know. Please stop that there. <laughs> no, we have one. Like I'm not saying that we use it for that because we don't. Let me just say right now, it's never been used for those purposes. But we have we have that kind of equipment. But anyway. You could rent it out on Craigslist. It's very old. It's like an old school video recorder. The next morning, Hadley was so filled with regret, she begged Diaz to destroy the footage. We've all been there. It's awful, isn't it? Like, any loving partner, if you said that, you'd be like, okay, yeah, I will, I will like, obviously, if you're not happy about it. But he actually just said to her, according to Hadley, he said... No one put a gun to your head. <laughs> I'm going to say that to everyone now. Anyone who disagrees with me or like does something that says, oh, I'm not sure. I'll be like, no, put a gun to your head. It's quite good. It's quite like, Phew. no one can really say anything, can they? In the summer of 2015, the couple moved into a two-story condo in downtown Anaheim. Had they put down $14,400. Specific. As a down payment. And the couple took out a mortgage on the property. Then the relationship deteriorated. I wonder if she got that money back. I know, that's a lot of money, isn't it? It's not like just a little bit. Yeah. It's not really clarified that, is it? Yeah, I assume that that's what all the financial like arguments were about. Hadley said Diaz would go on angry tirades and rants for hours on end. In one instance, the couple got into an argument while Diaz was driving in his SUV. He then pulled over the car to the side of the freeway and ordered Hadley to get out. Red flag! Red flag! <laughs> yeah. In another instance, Hadley told Diaz she was leaving him. He allegedly responded by throwing her down on the bed and holding her down as she tried to get away. Red flag again. Again, yeah, not great. Yeah, red flag. I'm waving it here. But obviously all alleged, we have to keep saying, because he's not been charged with anything. By the end of the summer, the relationship ended. Diaz took back the engagement ring and accused Hadley of cheating on him. Hadley packed up her stuff and left, but her name was still listed on the mortgage, so she's still paid half even though she wasn't actually living at the condo anymore and as a result for the next year the two would fight constantly over finances and their disputes became so bitter that an arranged Hadley wrote in an email you're in your body but your mind is somewhere else your sins are many including defiling me and your family with wicked and evil sexual acts your financial coercion and irresponsibility your gluttony your greed your lust your sloth your wrath your envy, and most of all, your pride. She also wrote, I will bring the full force of the law. (laughs) Wow. Sorry. I know, it's intense. If I had to receive an email like this, I'd be like, delete. (laughs) I will bring the full force of the law and the word of God against you to judge you. Hadley also feared that Diaz was using his connections with law enforcement to intimidate her into giving up half of the condo. So I did watch a little interview with her and she said that it was an interview like on a daytime TV show and the interviewer was basically saying, oh, like, 
the police have said that one of the reasons that they really believed that you sent all these emails to Angela Diaz, you know, the ones that we mentioned before about like, that our babies are going to die and all that horrible stuff was because of like the aggressive language that was used in there, in, in, in this, like in these messages. And that, cause it was sometimes like re- religious. The, the seven sins. It was like highly religious. Yeah. They sort of linked it back, but obviously that was just whoever was writing those messages knew what she wrote like, so was trying to create the messages to sort of look similar and sound similar. She believed Diaz was following her whenever she drove out of Anaheim. Hadley says she noticed an SUV similar to Diaz's, though it had the license plates removed. Which, how do you get away with that if you don't have any license plates? But I suppose he's a US Marshal, isn't he? So this comes up, the fact that he's sort of in a privileged position in terms of, like, getting away with stuff like this. And he's obviously got friends in the police department and things like that. Like, he has those connections. So he's kind of untouchable in that sense. Hadley had Diaz barred from her school, Chapman University, after she complained to security that she feared she was being followed. By the end of 2015, both Hadley and Diaz hired property lawyers to end their dispute. It was agreed that Diaz would eventually assume full payments for the condo. And if he wasn't able to afford it, they would sell the property. Unbeknownst to Hadley, Diaz also complained to law enforcement about her emails, asking for a straining order due to her emotional instability and history of fits of rage. So obviously he's trying to, like, manipulate that narrative. Yeah, it's he's, he's like he's started... Yeah, he's painting that picture, isn't he? He's picked up, picked up the brush and he's starting to put all those things in place so that it looks like she's some sort of hysterical woman. Gaslight! In January 2016, authorities said Diaz met Angela Connell. Connell? Connell? Connell. Angela Connell (laughs) through a dating site. A month later, the couple was married. Angela, who was pregnant, but not really, uh, moved in (laughs) with Diaz. In June, Hadley was shocked to learn that Angela, a woman whom she had never met, obtained a restraining order against her. Imagine that. You're like, who the... Like, you get served and you're like, what the fuck? And it's like, oh, you've been sending all this shit and you're like... What? No, I haven't. I don't even know where you'd start. I could get in on Facebook and be like, who's this? Yeah. I'd be like, <gasps> if, someone, if you put that on, like, someone's been saying me this, I'd be like, this is amazing. I'd be all night, I'd be sat there waiting for updates. On June 2017, Hadley appeared in court and saw Angela and Ian Diaz in person. It was the first time she ever saw her ex-fiancé's new wife. Angela walked over to Hadley and handed her a stack of threatening emails Here you go, Angela Diaz told Hadley. Hadley said, I had no concept at that time of what was coming. Angela Diaz also had a history of fraud, which included altering a paycheck from her employer to add $2,000. That sounds amazing. (laughs) (laughs) She also told her previous boyfriend that she'd had cervical cancer. She pretended to be an attorney. Um, and she forged doctor's notes and impersonated two of her husband's ex-girlfriends through an email, in addition to her fake pregnancy. And to do this, she actually purchased fake sonograms off Etsy. That is not a tip, by the way, people. I use Etsy all the time. Me too, but not for that kind of thing. <laughs> Maybe I do I'll use do it that. now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I just buy plants off there and things. Shit. I wouldn't even think that that was a thing you could do, like, sonograms for sale. I just bought some bunting from Etsy. Oh, what for the baby's room? For the nursery, yeah. But I wouldn't buy a sonogram. No. (laughs) (laughs) So weird. Maybe, actually, speaking about places that you would go to, 
Like, obviously, you wouldn't go on Gumtree. You wouldn't go on FreeCycle. But Etsy, I think I'd be okay with, like, putting a message on there about... What? A dirty message to find a threesome. No, I don't know what I'm saying. Oh, what? Do you mean, like, I could go on there and, like, sell my services as a unicorn? Yeah. I hope I don't have to dress as a unicorn. Some people might like that. Jeans and a t-shirt is how you're going to get this. (laughs) By September 2016, Ian Diaz had filed for an annulment from Angela, stating fraud as the reason. So it's funny that, like, he's obviously breaking off his relationship with her. And And I think that's around the time she's got arrested, isn't it? Yeah. Conveniently. He must have had some sort of inkling that there was something going on with her, even if he didn't didn't know, like he says he didn't, that she was being fraudulent. But as well, like, when I'm with someone, I can't imagine... There wasn't many times... But, like, they were doing something, I'd be like, what are you up to? And they're like, nothing. But they were sending threatening emails to the right. Like, I just don't, I don't know. Like, when you're married and live together, how would you be able to hide that? Yeah, because, like, even if you're not meaning to, when they're on the phone and they're, like, writing a message, you do look over and be like, oh, yeah, what uh, are you messaging or whatever? And if they were like, nobody, I would be like, oh, okay. <laughs> Suspicious. Cheating on me. But again, can't be, can't be asked to do new things. I'm too lazy. <laughs> Crack on. Just don't bring the coronavirus back if that's what you're going to do. In court papers, Ian Diaz stated that Angela had been lying at the pathological level, giving an example of finding pre- pregnancy tests altered with pen to make them seem positive. <laughs> oh my God. Guess what? I know. How do you do that? Because it's like a screen. Does it go pink? There's different types. Don't, doesn't the old one, could you, do you reckon you could probably take it apart and like draw on Maybe. it? Maybe. Like, because there's different types that have like a screen that's like behind plastic. So maybe you could take that off and then do a little line. But then there's like the really basic ones that are like just little strips of paper that I guess you could do. Yeah. And doesn't the colour change depending on... Well, it's the, it's the lines. I mean, the fact that we don't really even know what we're talking about... Men wouldn't. I bet she'd just be like, oh, if it's a red dot that looks like a Sharpie pen, <laughs> it means a red <laughs> If he says yes in red handwriting, in a Sharpie pen. Yeah, that really looks like my handwriting. <laughs> it means I'm pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon the guy would be like, yeah, cool, okay. But I'd be like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, um, no offence, men. No. Okay, so was it Ian? And or Angela. So Ian's own cell phone was never inspected because he told investigators <laughs> he'd given it to his mum. I'm sorry, but that's not good enough. Like, bring your mum and get her to give it back because we need it for evidence. Yeah. It's bad, isn't it? He'd given it to his mum and she'd moved to Idaho. But again, that's the thing. Anyone else, probably the police would have checked it out a bit more than the fact that they just take his like word for it. Angela Diaz's lawyer, Alison Margolin, said that it's not as obvious as people would have us believe as to who is responsible for this. It was more convenient for the prosecution to wrap this up as an Angela-only scenario than to pursue it more with the marshals. So the Daily Beast have a really good article and they sort of detail why they think Ian... Not just why they think, they've spoken to Angela Diaz's attorneys and sort of taken what they've said and so sort of listed it as, as why, potentially... Ian Diaz may be solely or equally as responsible as Angela. Tom McMahon, Angela's attorney, says that Ian Diaz's work as a criminal investigator for the US Marshals Service gave him expertise in setting up fake accounts and sting operations. 
and the use of virtual private networks to conceal an IP address. So this is what was used. So the fact that they couldn't trace it to Hadley. So they obviously took Angela Diaz and Ian Diaz's word for it. And that's why they arrested Hadley. And then there was little like tidbits like in the names that they'd use and like it'd sign off with with her name and stuff. So that's why they assumed it was her. But actually when they looked into it more, that it was concealed behind IP addresses and like proxy servers. Like all this stuff. So you can't be traced. Yeah. But then they found they when they did more digging, it was they did actually come from the Diaz's home. That's such an easy thing to find out though. Like that is like basically like the fact that she spent three months in prison because nobody bothered to check where the IP addresses were coming from is ridiculous. Exactly. And they were like, and they just took those people's word for it. You know what I mean? But one of those people was a US Marshal. Some of the fake email accounts used to harass Angela do not actually trace back to Angela. So in that set, what I mean is that records show that someone logged into one of the phony accounts at the couple's condo on May the 24th and May the 26th, 2016. But Angela wasn't there. She was in Arizona. So there's things that actually don't match with Angela's personal timeline. Ian was also also has acknowledged that he had an app on his phone called Hotspot Shield, and that hides IP addresses. And also his work timesheets, which were used to exonerate him from sending emails and things, because he was like, oh, I was at work. I could never have sent them. They don't actually get checked. So he just puts it in at the end of the pay period, what he's worked. So they're not, like, time-stamped. He doesn't sign in at 9 o'clock in the morning and sign out at 5 o'clock in the evening. He just, at the end of every month, says what he's worked on his timesheet. And sometimes that's not even checked against what he's actually worked. Oh, that's dodgy, isn't it? So they just said, like, this, this, it can't exonerate someone if it's not actually thoroughly checked. So that's just that's just like me saying... I go to work nine till five every day. But actually, realistically, I turn up sometimes earlier than nine. I sometimes work later than five. Some days I'm not there because I've booked the time off. Like, it's that. It, it's literally, they've just, he's just ticked. That's what I've done. But actually, it, it, it was never checked by his superior. Hadley's attorney, Margaret McLechie and Carrie Goldberg, said that in concert with Angela Diaz, so if anyone knows what that means, <laughs> it means like alongside Angela Diaz. <laughs> He had fabric cows like, in concert? What? Oh my God, a live show? <laughs> so together with Angela Diaz, Ian fabricated fake emails as evidence and used his influence as a law enforcement officer to induce the police to arrest the plaintiff. So that's what they told the US District Court Judge David O'Carter um, when they had submitted the civil rights lawsuit. They said, Between May and July 2016, Ian and Angela Diaz impersonated Hadley using false email accounts they created to send violent and threatening emails to Angela. They further made dozens of false police reports implicating Hadley in crimes she did not commit. Then, still pretended to be Hadley, they replied to online ads directing strangers to the Diaz's condo to fulfil rape fantasies with Mrs Diaz. On one occasion, the constructed crimes went a step further with Mrs. Diaz claiming she was attacked in her garage by a masked man that Hadley had directed to her home. In response to that, Ian Diaz's attorneys, Lewis B. Adelson and Shady... Megara. Megara. <laughs> ...called the allegations against their client frivolous, with no facts in support of them. Simply put, Hadley's conspiracy theory against Diaz is not plausible. While the plaintiff cannot accept that Angela duped both Diaz and the Anaheim police with her conduct... That is what the facts show, and no amount of insinuation and conclusory pleadings will change that. The Orange County District Attorney's Office lodged 32 counts against Angela Diaz, 
after the deception was discovered, including 10 felonies. In October 2017, Angela Diaz was sentenced to five years in a state prison near Wasco in the Central Valley. Police declined to file charges against Ian Diaz, the deputy marshal. Finn! The thing with that is, like, you actually realise when they say about, like, that she was attacked, Angela Diaz, because they were actually posting these things on, um, I keep wanting to say Gumtree, on Craigslist. And so they were actually inviting people, people who thought that they were, you know, doing something that they'd been asked to do. Like, that's the thing. That's what makes me think, allegedly, Ian was involved because Ian, like, that's a risky... I'm not sure I would do that. It's really risky. Yeah, that's... I'm not sure that I would invite a stranger to come round to fake rape me, but obviously not get to that point. There's like an extra layer, isn't it? It's not that they're even going to be able to do that. I've got to try and stop them doing that. That just feels like a very risky thing to do. Yeah. When you're saying on in these adverts, oh, if I resist, that's because I'm enjoying it sort of thing. Like, so you can keep going. That's so dangerous. Like, he, they were putting themselves... Well, Angela was putting herself in a really dangerous position. That's if that happened. So obviously the second time, they intercepted a 17-year-old lad, didn't they? So maybe is it that the first time it allegedly happened, I'm using air speech here, the, actually no one did turn up and it was either Angela doing it herself or like Jim Carrey in Liar Liar when he <laughs> smashes his head into the thingy. Was it like that, where he's pretend fighting with himself to make himself look, you know, make himself look a bit mussed up? Or did Ian do it to her? Which, I mean, God is even worse. But to look and then they rang the police and then they, they did it again. Well, the, or they did it and then actually some, they, they did respond to a 17-year-old and this poor little 17-year-old was like, oh, yeah. That's my fetish. And then got conveniently stopped. Poor little 17-year-old trying to rape some Fake rape! But I, f- I still feel like that, yeah. Ugh, I don't know. It makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, it's a bit. I don't know. Either way, it's definitely not Michelle Hadley. That we know for sure, the poor girl. It's not her, but whether it's Angela and Ian. Yeah, because apparently... So there was a bu- really good BuzzFeed article about this. It's quite lengthy, but... In the media, it really got portrayed as this like whole love triangle bitch fest like between the two women. And actually, the more you read around it, it's not really that simple. So just makes it an interesting story. And obviously, again, it's like the deception. Yeah, but also portraying women like, oh, it must be the woman because all women are hysterical, crazy, jealous people. And you're like, oh, well, it could be a crazy guy. Well, yeah, that is the, I don't know. False imprisonment, I guess. Of Michelle Hadley. I'm not sure I could do 88 days in prison. Apparently as well, I watched a clip where she was saying, oh, was it? No, it was a clip. Or I think it might have actually been in the BuzzFeed article where she was saying about how she had been out on, on a date. She just got back from a date when she was arrested. So she's all dressed up and... Oh my God, can you imagine? But obviously that first time she got bailed out by her parents because it was the bill wasn't that high. Can you imagine responding to the guy you'd gone on a date with it had gone really well and he'd be like, oh, he never texted me back last night. Like, oh my God, yeah, sorry, I got arrested. <laughs> I got arrested for being like a crazy bitch. And because I, I think there's obviously like a lot of stuff that's happened after there's been a lot of repercussions for her. It's quite been a, quite a traumatic experience. Yeah, and she says she can't go. Like, she's no, you know, every time she starts dating people or like gets a new job and stuff, she said, I don't know if people could Google my name and see all this like shit about me online. God. She said, she said that some people just date her and they go as soon as they sort of 
sit down and start talking. They're like, oh my God, so tell me about it. Oh God. But I think it was pretty big in the US. Well, hopefully some people haven't heard that story because it is a—it's quite interesting. Like, it's a different one. I'd not heard it, and it was interesting. And no one died, which is always nice. Yeah, we thought we'd do a lighter one after the cannibal. Yeah. <laughs> That's can't be the word, cannibal. Escapades. Escapades. <laughs> Silly arming. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back in two weeks' time with another periodical. Then a couple of weeks after that, we'll have another main episode. Um, so we'll speak to you soon. Thanks for listening again. Take care. Thanks, everybody. Love you lots. <laughs> Get yourself on Gumtree. Oh, yeah. Do. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. 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 bye.